Welcome to the Cosmic Business Podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer, business coach, and CEO of Weave Your Bliss, a company with the goal to help a million spirit-led entrepreneurs build a cosmic business around their genius so that they can earn wildly well and bankroll the change they want to see in the world. A cosmic business is a new paradigm business that believes in collaboration over competition, building a business around your unique genius, aligning to the planets and your intuition, leading with your values, putting your health and the health of the planet first, treating people fairly and building giving into your business model. Sounds fabulous, right? On this show, I will take you behind the scenes of my thriving multi-six-figure business, including strategy on closing more sales, nurturing your community online, plus astrological insights to optimize your business and life. We'll also feature conversations with spirit-led business owners, creatives, and change makers to inspire you. I'm coming to you from our regenerative farm in rural Maine, my happy place, where we are currently creating space to welcome community for retreat and earth reconnection. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am so thrilled to share with you my interview with Louise Henry, who is an online entrepreneur and educator over at louisehenry.com. I'll tell you a little bit more about her. But before we jump in, I want to remind you, if you haven't already seen me talking about it, that the Cosmic Business Lab is now open. The doors are open. This is a year-long program with me where we go deep into the strategy that I've used to build my multi-six-figure business. And this is all content that I've only shared to date with my one-on-one clients in its entirety. So you'll have access to all of my resources, all of my courses. Plus, we're going to have three monthly calls throughout the year. One will be a strategy call where we're going to give you an experiment to do each month so that you can focus on building your cosmic business out. There will be a networking call where you'll get to meet with all of your fellow Cosmic Business Lab participants and share your work and connect. And there will also be a co-working call where you will get to actually get to work and take action on the things that you are working on. So this program is one that I am super excited about because I've been in a number of group programs and they have literally changed my work and my life and have allowed me to meet some of the business besties that are like my ride or die friends when it comes to talking about entrepreneurship, which can be quite lonely. So that's one of my big goals is to create community, but also create a potent container where you can actually massively up-level your business and get more results, more sales, and more impact in 2024. You can also upgrade and join me for the mastermind version. So this gives you extra support one-on-one with me. You get two astrology strategy sessions throughout the year, plus two hot seats. So coaching sessions in a group with me every month. So there'll be two hot seats every month where you can bring your questions. You can get my eyes on your business. And this is limited to 20 people. So if you are ready to really massively uplevel your business, I recommend checking out the mastermind because that will be the highest support container that I'm offering in 2024. I am so looking forward to sharing this interview with Louise Henry because Louise was one of my first online business teachers. I took a course with her in 2019 on how to build 
your website and discovered her YouTube where she gives so many tech tips. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely look Louise up on YouTube. And she will show you how to use Canva, how to set up your Asana, the different tools that she uses. She has so many tips and tricks. Okay, so Louise helps you create a more leveraged passive online business through systems and automation. And she does this by sharing free tutorials on her YouTube channel, as I was talking about, and through her online courses, Up Level with Asana and Passive Profit Accelerator. And she's passionate about supporting you as you bring your big dreams to life and helping you work smarter, not harder. And she does that from the beach in Panama. So we had the privilege of talking um, about Louise's favorite AI and tech tools. You don't want to miss that. Also, how to avoid burnout with systems. And she talked about how to bring a big vision to life, including her nonprofit, Tim's Club. So you won't want to miss how she brought this big vision to life, which is now fully underway. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Louise. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am absolutely delighted to have you because uh, as I've said to you and to my audience during the roundtable that you were just so generously a part of the Bankroll the Change roundtable. You were one of the first online creators that I ever took a course from. And so (laughs) it's just really cool. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while and the stars aligned. And so I'm really grateful that you're here. Yeah, it's so cool that I was able to help you bring your business to life. That just makes me so happy. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey to entrepreneurship. Like, how did you get started? You know, I've seen you go through so many iterations. When I encountered you, it was 2019 and you had like a different version of your business. So I'm just curious how you got started. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I was at university and it became very clear that I wanted to do my own thing, that I was destined to be an entrepreneur. Like it just really, as I was studying, became so clear to me. So right after that, I started my first business. While it ended up not being the right business, it taught me so much. So I think like most entrepreneurs, you know, we have like many false starts. So that's what happened for me. But I had picked up in that process so many different tech skills. So then I was able to take those tech skills, turn that into a virtual assistant business, which then helped me learn, you know, so much about online business, how it all operated behind the scenes. And then from there, I realized that my dream business really was in education that I really enjoyed, like empowering other people to implement these things in their business versus just me implementing it for them. So then I shifted into education, which is where you would have come across that that first course. Um, but yeah, for me, having an online education company has just been perfect fit. And so now I do online courses, everything from using Asana to organize your business to using Kartra to create your own online education business, create your own courses and to make automated sales. So it's Definitely a mix of tech now. But yeah, I found my little sweet spot. And I really love this type of model. Yeah, that's awesome. So I I kind of get that you were kind of immersed in the tech, but you also kind of love tech. Am I right? Like having systems in place and all that, that that just was like your zone of genius when you came across this idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people 
It's funny, like don't want to do that side of things. They really do not like it. But for me, I always saw like what it would give me in my business, which it always gave me so much more time, so much more space. You know, it made it way less stressful because I was able to put um, these systems in place to support me. So yeah, for me, it was always worth it. And I feel like I came in at a time too, where things were just getting easier and better. So I was like, guys, it's really like, it's not as complicated as it looks. And so that was fun for me to teach and to show other people. Yeah. I mean, you were one of the first people who kind of explained Canva to me. Like Canva is pretty easy to use, but you were showing like all these tricks and tips on YouTube. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so helpful. So I still send my clients to your YouTube channel and, you know, your courses because they're just so useful. So I am curious because you are so prolific with your content. Can you share a little bit about your content creation process? And like, what would you say to one of my clients who is struggling, maybe spending like too many hours on a post? Yeah. Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. I often, uh, often do not feel that way about my own content. So that's very sweet. But I would say that I think we put way too much pressure on it. We expect each new piece of content to be like mind-blowing. Nobody's ever heard this before. And I think that's like an impossible standard to hold ourselves to. So I think it's more important to focus on the practice and just consider it that you are showing up for your people, you are being there for them, you are uplifting them in some way. And so just really, yeah, it's more like the discipline. I didn't realize that that would be so challenging for me and for many entrepreneurs as well. Like being consistent and showing up in the way that we need to in business has just um, proven to be so challenging. So I really like have learned and it's still something I'm not perfect at at all, but definitely have learned the importance of that. And when I'm not consistent, like the ripple effect of what that does for my business. So I think, yeah, removing some of the pressure, taking advantage of batching too, where you can, when you are feeling inspired, when it is flowing that bit more easily, take advantage of those times and then don't be afraid to, you know, schedule things out and give yourself time away from your business. That has really helped me. And then also just thinking like, okay, Will this help one person out there today? And that's like, that's my measure of is this good enough content to share? Do I think this mm. will help one person out there? And if so, it gets posted. Are you collecting ideas somewhere? Are you like, how are you doing that? Cause I, I use like a note app on my phone and I just constantly am collecting ideas so that when I do have time and I schedule it in, like time to create content, then I go to that list and that really helps me. Do you have something like that you do as well? Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. I do the exact same thing in Asana, which is just like my organization tool of choice. But so I have a board in there for Instagram, then I have a board in there for YouTube, and I have a little ideas section. And that's just where I go in and dump all of those ideas in. I love that because I do use Asana with my team, but I hadn't thought to put my notes in there. I just used the notes app on my phone, but I've heard about people using Asana for notes as well. So do you do that? And like, talk to us a bit about what Asana is as a tool and like how it's helped you organize your business, made you more productive. Like, tell us a little bit about that because I've taken that course and I recommend it <laughs> for those okay. who are listening. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Okay. So Asana is a free project management tool that will allow you to organize your entire business and life. So 
What makes it so incredible is that it's not just like the business side of things. You can really, you can do everything and you can just have one place for all your appointments, your notes, your meetings, your to-dos all in one. And so that's been really helpful. Like for me, I have a terrible memory. I would really be dropping the ball like so much more if I did not have this tool. So it's what I open up every single morning. I open it up. It ha- It's literally everything's already in there telling me what I need to do that day. A lot of our projects get planned ahead of time now because we're using Asana. So everything just sort of flows forward. So It's just been pivotal in not only just keeping us on top of things, but bringing bigger projects to life. If you're doing anything in business, creating a new product, doing a launch or a marketing campaign, it's going to make your life so much easier if you plan that all out ahead of time and put that all into Asana. So it just made such a huge difference for me personally. And so then I packaged that up into an online course, which is pretty much my whole business. That's all That's all I do. I like figure out things that have been life-changing for me. And then I package that up into an online course and teach other people how to do that. And yeah, Asana was definitely one. So that led to my course up level with Asana. And would you say that's... I mean, I started using it before I had a team. Did you start using Asana before you had a team? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it is essential. Like, Don't let that hold you back. Don't think this is like one of those things to do later. It is so helpful, even if it's just you as a solopreneur. That's amazing because as a solopreneur, you're like doing 10 different roles and you're having to manage absolutely everything. So you just like you have even more on your plate. So I think having a centralized place and a way to make sure that like, okay, my client projects are moving forward, but as well, all my marketing is moving forward. Um, it's so helpful. And I've gotten like everyone that I know on it onto Asana. <laughs> Even my mom the other day was like, I don't know what I did without Asana. So like it really just, <laughs> it's really um a really helpful tool. It takes a little bit of time to like be as obsessed as I am or as you might be, but give it a chance, work on like, you know, using it regularly. And then you'll start to see that happen as well. I think it's easier too when you go to hire somebody because then you can just offload certain tasks directly to those people. Right. And then my team has been so great about is like writing SOPs and we can keep those in there too. So those are like standards of practice, like what we do in order. Like here's, and you, you've talked about this inside the course, like how you break down each activity that you do and what's step one, what's step two, what's step three. That's an SOP. Right. So then essentially that means if you hire someone, they have a little map. And they can follow it. And this makes it easier to train them. So yeah, it's so cool. (laughs) Exactly. You can think of it as your business operating system and everything goes in there um, so that when you are ready to hire your first virtual assistant or hire a team, everything's already in there documented. It's going to make your life. It's going to make their life so much easier as well. So one of the things that is super important to me and that I share with my clients is to help use systems so that you're basically avoiding burnout. And I'm wondering if you have a take on that. Like, obviously, systems are super important to you. And, you know, that's one of the the main things is like, how can we make things a little bit easier so that we're not doing all the things over and over again? So if you have any thoughts on that or any tips around avoiding burnout, I would love to hear it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have leaned on setting up automations so that it's not the business doesn't always require me. So I think, okay, I've approached this concern of burnout in a few different ways. 
One is my business model. Like I knew for me that being on endless coaching calls just wasn't a fit. Like that is, I, you know, I obviously I love my clients, but just for me energetically, I don't have that much energy to be able to. Some of my friends are sitting on calls for eight hours per day doing coaching calls, you know, and that was just definitely too much for me. So the first thing I did was look at the model itself, you know, whether you decide to transition from only one on one coaching or services to then doing some sort of group offer. That's a great like first step or doing an online course, doing different passive products like templates and things like that so that you're not so stressed out that your revenue is only reliant on you showing up and you trading hours for dollars, right? So that was definitely my first way that I decided, okay, this is going to work for me and the lifestyle that I want. So that and then using technology. So leaning on that, asking myself, like, before I go to do something, is there a way that I can leverage the tools that are out there right now to make this easier on myself? For example, we have an automated sales funnel for each of my courses, which then is just selling my course for me in the background of my business. So I can be off and focusing on different things or simply resting and taking time off and the business is still running without me. So those two things have really helped so much. And then I can enjoy my business a lot more. So when you say an automated sales funnel, what does that look like? Because I know there's various ways, but like, how are you doing that? Yeah. So I'm doing that where I have free trainings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, free masterclass webinar, same sort of thing. So I have one of those for each of my courses. People can sign up to watch that. If they watch that free training, then there's going to be a special limited time offer for that program. And then that's also coupled with an email sequence that sends out about five emails over the course of a week about that program and what it is. And yeah, the definitely it's important to have a limited time offer as well. I found like I found when I'm just like, hey, you should join this thing. Like it's just not as effective. So um, I added that in. And so that system on its own, that is what sells my course for me. And then I have lots of different traffic sources like the goat that send people to that. One of which that has been great for me is YouTube, because then I can make a video. And then three years later, that video is still driving people to my training. So that has been um, that's sort of like the foundation of the business. Are you still doing live launching? I think you are, right? I'm on your email list. Sometimes you you do live launches too. Yeah. So I love the combo. I think some people will buy like in an automated way and that's perfect for them. You know, that gives them everything that they need. Other people, it's much easier if they can connect with you in some sort of event or some live way. So I add on live launches as well. So I've been experimenting, um, but about once a quarter, then I do a live launch as well. Cool. So this is a perfect little segue here to talk a little bit about AI. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing some cool videos where you show like prompts and one that you did actually inspired me to go and do like to have it write code for me about uh, like a countdown timer that I was going to put on my website. So or, or not a countdown timer, actually like a, a counter to count how many people had signed up for something so that people could see that. So I was like, Oh, like when you showed that that code, I was like, wow, it, it, it's just amazing what it can do. So can you talk a little bit about how you're using AI? Can you share like some of the apps or some of the programs, some of the things that you're using that you're just like amazed by and any tips for people who are newer to AI? 
Yeah. And I definitely was resistant at first. I feel like for even though I'm in tech, I feel like for the first few months, I just was like, ah, no, I'll do that later. Um, but okay, what am I using regularly? I'm using ChatGPT and I'm using it as like my little brainstorm assistant. It's so helpful. It's really helped specifically with copy and trying to find the words to say what I want to say. So I'll go in and I'll say something like, I have this upcoming event. Here's what it's for. Here's what we're going to do. Write sales page copy for me. And I'll regenerate it a few times. And through that process, so like through more of an iterative process, I'm able to get copy that I that I really love. So yeah, obviously, I'm not just copying and pasting from it. But I'm it really does feel like a personal assistant to help you with brainstorming to help you write better copy, you know, like, even right before this, I was trying to brainstorm a subject line. I was like, Oh, this isn't good. And it just like popped out like such a cute and catchy one. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's one that I'm using a lot for ideas like idea generation and copy. And the other one I'm using all the time is called Ellie. It's a little uh, email tool. When I receive an email to my inbox, it's uh, like embedded into my email where it will respond to the email for me. Obviously, I have to, yeah, like obviously I have to review it and press send to make sure that it's good. But it, so it reads the email that you've received and it crafts a personalized email back to the person. And that it's so cool. It helps so much. Like it just really speeds up the the process of being in your inbox and it words things like really nicely as well. Is it E-L-L-Y? Ellie? E-L-L-I-E. And the website is tryellie.com. Okay. Any other tools that you want to share? Those are the main two. Like those are the two. Oh, wait, no. Yes, there is another one. Okay. So I'm trying to think of like, what are the ones that I'm using on a daily basis? The other one that I'm absolutely obsessed with is Descript. Um, I think pretty much like every entrepreneur needs to be using Descript now because it's just going to make your life so much easier, so much faster. It's a tool that you can use to film videos, but then also edit your videos as easily as a Word document. So once you record a video, rather than having to take so long to like edit your videos, you just read the transcript, cut the sentence that you want from the transcript, and it will automatically cut from the video itself. It speeds up so much. And then they have a bunch of cool like AI tools in addition to that, where they will like um, shorten any word gaps for you automatically. They'll remove filler words, that sort of thing. Totally obsessed. Have YouTube videos on all of these. Yeah, I think I saw one, but I didn't actually get to watch it. So now I'm going to go back and watch your, your YouTube channel on Descript. That's so cool. So maybe this is a good time to get your hot take on something that I am seeing all over now. And I'm sure you have some thoughts on it. And that is chat funnels. Like people are obsessed. So like in Instagram, when people say comment this to get my free guide or whatever, have you dug into those? Are you? How are you feeling about those? I have a YouTube video that will show you how to set that up. <laughs> um, because we were doing that manually before. So on Instagram, it is hard to get people to leave the app. And, you know, I just felt like me saying link in bio really was not working for anyone. Like nobody was clicking it and it was just really ineffective. So now, yes, if we post something and I say comment, let's say 
challenge, comment challenge to sign up for my free challenge. People do that. It automatically DMs them the link to sign up. I think it's brilliant. It saved us a lot of time and definitely has made it a lot easier to get people from Instagram to our email list. And it's really, it's not too complicated to set up. So you can just watch that YouTube video that I have. Um, it's from an app called ManyChat. And that's what allows you to set up the automation. People are doing all sorts of complicated things. I keep mine really simple. Like that's <laughs> it. You know, like yeah. I, that's all we're doing is <laughs> comment one message. I, you know, I don't have this whole automated flow after that. It's just, how do I get someone from Instagram to the specific place that I want them to go? And, and that's it for now. <laughs> so do you, you like them? You feel like it's really helped move the needle forward for your business? Yeah. I think it's really helpful because that's just something we were doing manually before. I haven't gone too deep with them or, you know, really building out full funnels, but it's very, it's just cut down on an action step we were doing anyway. So a team member would have had to say, Hey, here's the link. So instead, instead we've been able to automate that. So tell me what you would suggest to somebody who's maybe newer to business and they're feeling a little overwhelmed, like, Oh my gosh, do I have to be on YouTube? Do I need a podcast? You know, like, what would you say? Just, I, I mean, I know what I say, but I'm curious what you would say to that person. <laughs> it's so hard, right? Like the beginning phase is just, it's so overwhelming and trying to figure out where you're going to put your energy. So I always like to advise like, what have been the biggest needle movers for me? And I'll suggest those. So definitely just sticking with more of a longer form content, like really owning one way that you're going to show up, I think is so powerful versus like a lot of beginners will come in and then try and like spread their energy across all the different platforms. And they're like really worried about repurposing. But instead, I think it's more important to build that practice of showing up. And I will say YouTube, I think it is such a smart idea. I think it is such a smart idea because you're able to leverage search. So at the beginning, it can feel like nobody's listening. Nobody's finding me, right? And YouTube allows you um, and there are tools that can help you figure out what is my ideal client looking for? And can I create a video on that? So that's how I started building my audience, even with super small little tutorials. Like I was starting with like how to change a link on Squarespace. Right. Like, yeah. But it's right? so like, useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like really small things. Um, and as I said, there are tools, one of which is called Keywords Everywhere, which allows you to see like, okay, what are people searching for in relation to my niche? So what I do is I go and I look at that. I see how many searches that particular term gets per month. And then that's like guiding my content creation. And even if you just get a few of those videos that do actually rank for those keywords, then that starts to like kickstart your audience growth. And it's more of a snowball effect after that. So that's been really helpful for me. And um, I would say YouTube. But even if you decide not YouTube, just focusing your energy on one platform and mastering that at first before moving on to others. I love that advice. Yeah, that's what I usually tell people. And and just to say, Louise has over 100,000. I'm sure it's much more than that now. Followers on YouTube. So we're talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about here. <laughs> so I'm sure you have lots of tutorials on setting up your YouTube channel as well, right? <laughs> yes, I feel like I have everything on there now. Definitely. So we'll just link to that in the show notes for anyone who's listening and wants to go down the rabbit hole with Louise's content that will be available to you. 
I am curious. I feel like you've said this before that you're kind of an introvert. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. So can you talk about like how to be visible as an introvert? Like how did you kind of psych yourself up to feel really comfortable in front of the camera and do these tutorials? Well, the funny thing about online business and being an introvert is a lot of times you are alone. You are creating alone. If I'm filming a video, I'm by myself. So it actually works. Like even if we need to turn it on, let's say once the camera comes on and be more extroverted, you're still doing this thing by yourself. So there's not too much like real people time. So, so it's actually been fine. I think managing your energy for for anyone. Like my husband's an extrovert. So we need to like make sure that he has people time in order to be energized. And for me, it means I need that alone time to recharge and to feel like my normal self. So it's more so for me in online business. It's more the calls, the Zoom calls, the things like that, where I just have to make sure I don't pile too many in one day. For example, that would be too much for me. But the filming, yeah, that's that's by myself in my office. <laughs> so it's okay. And I I just make sure, okay, if I'm going to do that, like if I'm going to put on my makeup and get ready for filming, I'm going to try and do as many as I can in that one day so then I can be lazy and have no makeup on the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. I love that. So have you ever had an astrology reading before? Is that something? No, I have not. If I reveal stuff about your chart, are you open to me kind of riffing a little bit? <laughs> I absolutely love this idea. Yes. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk a little bit in a moment about Tim's Club, which is where you, you're you doing your giving. And I'm going to let you talk about it in a moment. But you know, one thing that really struck me about your chart is that you have this incredible capacity to build connections, networks, and like be able to create spaces that are driving community, which is we're going to talk about Thames Club. But, <laughs> you know, that was one thing that really stood out to me about your chart is that you have a lot of combinations and a lot of support, both for teaching and being like the leader of a community, but also for building communities and collaborations. So that was kind of cool. And also you have you're in a period right now that's really prolific in that regard. Like, for the next nine years, if you were my client, I'd be like, make hay, make money, like go to town, create your amazing community. And I feel like nine years from now, you'll probably be more like enjoying yourself in Panama and doing less work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you'll have, you'll be having these passive things going on and just kind of like receiving. So it's kind of cool to see that. And also you have like a really Saturn dominant chart. Saturn is the planet of discipline, constriction, like, those things that you were talking about, like having to learn systems and then kind of teaching others, the stuff that maybe other people are like, I don't want to do that. You're like, no, I'm going to do that. And that actually was super pleasing to the planet Saturn so that you get the rewards from having done that. Does that make sense? Because Saturn oftentimes is like not an, a fun thing. Saturn makes it where it's like, you're going to do something that's hard or that's complex or that's slow. But if you do it, then there's reward in it. Does that make sense? That's so cool. Yeah. I think just in general, I'm totally okay doing things that are hard because I can see what it's going to turn into. So I generally, yeah, even if it's like a harder project or it's a big project, like what we're doing, I'm okay with it because I'm like, yeah, but this is going to be incredible. So it doesn't matter if we need to you know, if I need to work really long days in certain periods, I love that you said about the nine year thing. Cause I totally, I do picture that. Like I'm okay with it. I have a lot of energy right now where that is like so fulfilling for me that it's okay. So like, yeah, 
I don't feel I'm burnt out or anything, but there are many days where I will work like 12 hours and I'm totally cool with it. So I'm like, okay, we've got a lot, a lot Mm. going on and a lot that we're trying to do. Yeah. The other thing is all this Asana stuff, like being super organized also pleases Saturn. And so like the fact that everything is kind of Saturn is like the planet that unlocks everything in your chart. And there's this beautiful combination where Jupiter and Mercury are exchanging and Saturn's like in the midst of that. Jupiter is this great benefic that expands and it's in your 11th house, which is all about rate, you know, money. It's about making money, making connections. But then also Mercury is with Saturn in the fifth, which is like our creative energy, right? So you have all these planets across that, that axis, which is super powerful. But if you do things through the lens of Saturn, which is organized, you know, like have your finances organized, have a sauna organized, have your launch plan in place. Like if you're doing all that stuff, then Saturn's like, here you go. (laughs) That's so cool. I definitely, I like that you said that there's a few planets, a few different overlapping things because I can be torn. I'm like, oh yeah, but this is like more creative. So I want to do this thing and I will resist. I'll resist doing the same thing over and over. That's been hard for me, but I like, I've had a lot of mentors and a lot of people that I've listened to that have been like, no, that like, that's the way. Whereas there's definitely a part of me that often wants to do something brand new and like build a brand new course. Totally. (laughs) I mean, you also, you have moon in the seventh, like moon is the planet of creativity, you know? So it's like, Mm. there's going to be this kind of push pull between these two sides of you. So also you do like really beautiful branding. And like, you know, one thing I learned from you in your course on, on producing websites, which I don't even know if you sell anymore. Do you still sell that course? Not anymore. Okay. Well, anyway, you like taught us to like brand do our brand colors and all of these different things. And I see you kind of manifesting that and all the things you're doing. So there's some creative elements that come through too. Yeah. And I've tried to embrace systems in the back end. So like I have all this fun because it's a new project so I can set it up and then I have to leave it and just like let it work, let it do its thing. So that's the, the, like the passive income side of things. And then with the creativity, I'm going, how can I use that for marketing? So like, you know, stop just making new things when you don't need to make new things, like just apply that creativity elsewhere. And in online business, we have to market ourselves so much. Um, and also obviously things are changing as well. So it's like, how can you adapt and like come up with new creative ways of marketing yourself? So that's why I've been trying to channel that side of me. Totally. I get that a hundred percent. So let's talk about Tim's club. So this is so exciting for me to see this come to fruition. Like I'm, I'm a big cheerleader of yours just because I heard you mention it like in passing at one point. And I'm such a big proponent of giving back. Like that's what my people are motivated by often. It's yeah, we want to make more money, but we actually want to make an impact. When I heard you say that, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to like keep an eye on what Louise is doing. And then it'd been about like six months or something. And I came back over into your world and I was like, how's that going? And it was like announced and I, I got all excited. So I've been kind of watching this. So tell us what Tim's club is. What is the origins? What what first inspired it? And then we'll go deeper. I so appreciate your support. Like I just, it was, yeah, it was so sweet. I knew that you had known about it from the early course days. So this has been a dream of mine, an intention for a really long time. I actually first had the idea when I was eight and I was just like, okay, well, we'll park that. But yeah, it's always something that I wanted to do. I have a little brother whose name is Tim, who has autism and our whole life, it really was a huge concern 
of what was going to happen to him in the future. What was going to happen when he aged out of school in Canada, which is where we're from. What are the options there? Like, what is life going to look like? This was definitely always my underlying why for creating my business. Like, of course, there's many reasons, right? I wanted to like travel the world and make all this money. Absolutely. But I really, I wanted to have some form of impact. Like that didn't feel like full enough to just pursue money and like my own personal experiences. I wanted something that would feel really impactful, something that felt deeper than that, that I could like really like put my heart and soul into. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's personally been very fulfilling already. So it was always this intention and students uh, like you knew about it because I mentioned it because it was always on my vision board. Like it was always there that I wanted to create this community, this space for people with autism. So that was always on my vision board. And then I grew my business, grew my team. Like I have a really phenomenal team grew it to a point where I was like, okay, like, I think we're ready now. Like we can actually do this. We can devote a lot of our time and energy to this project now. So it's a nonprofit dedicated to supporting people with autism to lead a full purposeful life. We are building a day program where I live in Panama, a day program and community hub, really. So it's going to be like this welcoming, inclusive space There's going to be a cafe. So really, our goal is to bring people together to create somewhere where everyone feels comfortable going to. And then within our programming, there's going to be life skills, there's going to be employment skills, and just like a fun, joyful place where you can go every day. And is there some online component for people who may know people who have autism who are you know, and they're older than 18. (laughs) Yeah. So we're building things out. First version of it is we are really focused on the on the ground in Panama side. And then we are fundraising virtually though. And we are offering workshops every single month as a way of fundraising for Tim's Club. Um, But that's for yeah anyone and everyone. And that's more so about bringing projects to life and like, how do you pursue whatever it is that's really important to you in your life? But it's my hope that, yeah, the reach will go way further than what we establish on the ground, you know, because obviously that will impact, fortunately, hundreds of people in our surrounding area in Panama, which is fantastic, but we want the reach to go beyond that. So I'm not sure yet what the online programming and things are going to look like, but I know we're going to do a lot of work around awareness and inclusivity. Totally. I saw on your website too, that you're giving 10% back from the business. How did you come up with that amount or like how, I don't know, give us some ideas about like how this mindset shift happened around giving. Yeah. So I always knew that I wanted to link them. And so, of course, you know, you could just do personal giving and that's great as well. But I really wanted to link the two, especially because they are sort of connected, right? The technology, the education side of what we're doing, it's very, you know, closely connected to what we're going to be doing with Tim's Club. So I decided to link them and, you know, I really wanted a way for my online community to get involved and to support this project. So for me, it was just like, no brainer. They absolutely needed to be connected. And then I decided 10% of all profits moving forward from now on. And that just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like a really good number, not too small, but also not too huge, you know, where I can sustain that long term and 
that it would, you know, make a re- obviously a really big difference. And then on top of that, of course, my intention is personally as well. I will be donating to it myself and, you know, funding certain projects and stuff. What does Tim think about all of this? And like, has he been a part of a planning process with you? So Tim is, um, he's so funny. You, you would just absolutely love him. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share him more on, on Instagram and everything. We tell him. So we tell him and we're like, listen, we're doing this like really cool thing and he'll give us a big smile. And so like, I think he's excited and he is trusting that it is going to be, that it's going to be awesome. One of the first big steps was bringing him to Panama. So I didn't explain the Panama connection, but basically myself and my my whole family, we grew up in Canada, but we are not winter people at all. We could be like, you know, we're the furthest from that. So we really love um, the ocean. We love being outside and being warm. And so it was always the intention to build a business, then move somewhere, like settle somewhere tropical, and then move Tim there. So that was sort of the first few steps. So when you know when you were seeing me in development mode, what were the first steps I had to take? The first step was I needed to find what country we were going to move to. Then I needed to move there, get settled there, buy a house, all that stuff, become a resident. And then we had Tim come down for a visit. And I can just tell you, he loved it. He was like, so happy. He was in the ocean for hours at a time. Um, just absolutely loved it. And we have, we found a really like wonderful community where we live. It's a really like beautiful and calm place. So it's kind of just ended up being perfect. So he definitely loved it and was spending hours outside, which is great because otherwise it can often be, you know, you're just inside the home. There's not much happening and you're, you know, just on your iPad all day. And so we wanted him to be able to do a lot more than that. So nice. I love that so much. So what would you say to somebody who's, you know, one, they have an idea like this? Cause one, one thing we found during Bankroll to Change, what, what I realized and maybe if people weren't there, like I want to highlight, you know, we had seven of us there. And we're all giving in ways that feel very personal, things that are impacting our local communities or people we know or experiences we've had. That's where we're donating our money because it feels so personal and we're so motivated by that, you know? And I think like a lot of us as entrepreneurs, a lot of spirit led entrepreneurs who are listening, like we, our heart is just touched by things and we want to give back. And that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes people are earlier stages of business. Maybe they have that vision. Like, how did you nurture that vision? And then like, what mindset shifts, if any, did you have to make in order to be like all in to give? I was okay with knowing like, okay, this is going to take time. Like, this is a big vision. It's going to take a lot of your time and energy to just establish your business and to get that where that is, you know, really at a reliable level for you. And you have to do that first. So yeah, it was just sort of on the back burner. I wasn't too open about it. I, I don't even know why. I was just sort of like shy about it, I, I guess. And like there, the possibility that maybe I wouldn't do it or something. I don't really know know why I kept it so so secret and only told a few students. I'm not really sure. So I'm guessing, yeah, there was some underlying fear of like, well, what if I don't? What if I can't do this? Like, it's what a big if I'm commitment, not capable? You know, yeah. to start a nonprofit and to build an actual building, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we've definitely like gone big. You know, we've we've gone big with the idea because you know it's really we wanted it to go so much further. Like, beyond, there are different ways that I could have done this. You know, I could have been like, okay, you know, it's going to be like hosted out of my home, and there's going to be you know like three people or something. But I just 
had this vision and I just thought this would be so impactful in so many different ways for so many people that like, let's do it. If we're going to do it, let's pursue the full vision, you know, like let's not do a watered down version of it. So it was just always, I'd always have it on my vision board. I was always talking about it. Like always as a family, we would brainstorm ideas. And so, yeah, it was always just there, but I waited because there was a lot that had to be done. There was a lot I had to figure out in terms of running a business um, and getting that to a level where I felt like, okay, I can now switch my attention over to this. Were you putting some money aside for towards the project during that time? No, no, not really. No, just building the business and knowing like, okay, well, the more I build my business, the more it's going to allow me to do. So they're just like directly connected in my mind. And even like audience, community, reach, PR, things like that, all of these things, anything that happens positively in the business, I know is also going to positively impact Tim's Club and like any of the connections, like you said, any of the networking or connections, this is all going to come back around and, and be able to to help us bring it to life. But no, definitely all my savings and stuff was like, okay, I need to buy a house. So yeah, <laughs> I went to that. <laughs> totally. I understand that. I mean, for, for people who are wanting to give back more in their business, like what would you say, like advise them? I think if you have an idea like this, then it's absolutely okay to keep building, keep building. Like, you know what you're building this for, you know what you're going to create. So it's absolutely fine. It is a lot, obviously, to take on a full nonprofit and, and be able to build something like that. So it's okay to wait. And if it's just that you want to incorporate giving and you have a cause that's really important to you, then you can start now. And there are some really cool ways that you could do it. For example, you can, you know, create a product where 100% of proceeds for that specific product launch go to a cause that you really care about. You know, like there's, so many different ways that this can look. So even if you're in early stages, like I still, I think there's ways that you can still incorporate. And so, yeah, that's one way workshops, um, selling, you know, your knowledge in some way where you just donate all of the proceeds, I think is a really cool way to do it. Yeah. And some people do a percentage. We talked about various ways that people were doing that. And I'll just put a link so that people can access the replay to the bankroll to change so that they can see you talking and, and everybody else that talked. Cause since we referred to it, let's make sure that people have access to it. And I've just been noticing because I've been surveying people in my world about their giving and, and it's been a twofold. Either people are in, they've already like, they're seriously giving and this is a big priority of theirs. Or there are people who haven't really got their business to a place where they feel comfortable. And of course, I say like, if you need to get to a place of thriving, that's fine. I love the idea of giving even a small amount back because I think it signals the universe that you're moving in a certain direction. So even if it's a nominal amount, you're kind of saying like, here's where the money's going. And also using your platform to talk about things that are important to you is also giving. So that's another thing to consider. But that survey is there also in the show notes if you want to fill it out. And then also we have a pledge for 2024 where the people who've signed it are agreeing to give $2,000 or more in either cash or in kind. So in services in 2024. And so my goal is to have 5,000 people sign that so that we are as a collective, as a community giving $10 million back. Because to me, that's like us saying, we don't have to wait for corporations. 
or for a government, like we can actually make major change just as a community. And I think we can totally hit that number. So if that's something that you are already like, oh yeah, I'm going to figure out how to do that, then definitely go to the, sh- the show notes and find the 2K for Change pledge and sign that. <laughs> I love that you did that so much. Yeah. I'm going to be sending that out to my community as well. Thank you so much. So I have a few kind of rapid fire questions for you if you are down. Let's do it. Okay. So what's one piece of advice that has really helped you in your life? One piece of advice is everything is figureoutable. Come up with creative solutions. Don't like stop at the first no or the first this isn't working. Go back to the drawing board and try something else. It's Marie Forleo, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the name of her book? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's her her quote. I love it. We honestly, me and my husband say it like daily. Nice. I love it. Do you have a morning routine and what part, if any, is non-negotiable? Yes. The morning routine of having my morning coffee is absolutely essential. I wouldn't be getting anything anything done without it. That and walking my little dog on the beach. Mm, nice. Um, so what are you reading right now or what book would you recommend Like, that's been just an amazing kind of touchstone for you in your life? I really love Denise Duffield Thomas's books. That's been really helpful for me. And her whole like motto is make money change the world. So mm. I think just you and everybody listening will will love her book. She has a variety of different ones, some on money and money mindset specifically, and then others on like business and running a more passive business like the one that that I've built. That's so cool. I didn't realize that was her motto. <laughs> I've got to go look into this now because yeah. she's been kind of on my radar, but I've never read any of her books. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so how can people connect with you online and find out more about your work? Okay. The best way is to come to louisehenry.com. You will see all the important links, all the YouTube videos that we mentioned. So come over there or I would love to meet you. So send me a DM at louisehenry on Instagram. Tell me that you listened to this and just say hi. And then you will see me talking all about Tim's Club over and over as well. So that's timsclub.org. And Tim's Club has its own Instagram as well. Mm-hmm, so you can follow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else you'd like to share today before we jump off? No, that's everything. Thank you so much for having me and everyone sign that pledge. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cosmic Business Podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review for us so other spirit-led entrepreneurs can find out about us. I want to thank Team Podcast for production support on this podcast, as well as the musicians of the music that we're listening to now, Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantu Ledesma, from an album Fragments of a Season, which you can check out wherever you listen to music. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you on a future episode. Mm